So good to be in the house of the Lord this evening. I trust that's your heart tonight. I was glad when they said unto me, let's go to the house of the Lord, and I pray that we never lose the wonder of his house. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11 to 13, reading from the voice. So never forget how you used to be. Those of you born as outsiders to Israel were outcasts, branded the uncircumcised by those who bore the sign of the covenant in their flesh, a sign made with human hands. You had absolutely no connection to the anointed. You were strangers, separated from God's people. You were aliens to the covenant they had with God. You were hopelessly stranded without God in a fractured world. But now, because of Jesus the anointed and his sacrifice, all of that has changed. God gathered you who were so far away and brought you near to him by the royal blood of the anointed, our liberating king, Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to talk about a branded generation not only a branded generation, but a branded people. The Word says that we have been branded, we have been marked. We bear the marks of our Maker. We carry the brand or the trademark of our manufacturer. We have been marked with a branding to show ownership. Once branded the uncircumcised, now we are the circumcision, as the Word says. Branded to show and prove belonging. We belong to the Lord. If you're here tonight and you claim to be saved, one that has given their life over to Jesus Christ, you belong to the Lord. We are His flock and He is our shepherd. He actually owns us. Can we receive that tonight? We are actually His property. Spirit, soul, and body given over to Jesus, nothing held back. We didn't receive a partial salvation. We didn't offer a partial surrender. Spirit, soul, and body, we are His. We are His property. Ephesians 4, verse 30 in the Amplified, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Do not offend or vex or sadden Him, by whom you were sealed, marked, Branded as God's own, secured for the day of redemption, of final deliverance through Christ from evil and the consequences of sin. Now, we know in the natural that animals are branded so that everybody knows whose they are. They are branded so that if they are stolen, the mark of ownership is upon them. If they are lost, the mark of ownership is upon them. If they go rogue, the mark of ownership is upon them. If they jump fence, the mark of ownership is upon them. You see, if only they'd check their markings, if someone would remind them, if someone would lead them back, the owner would find them. We've been marked and branded as God's own. We are secured for the day of redemption. Now I want us to read Exodus 13, verses 3 to 9. 
Moses said to the people, Remember this day in which you went out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, for by strength of hand the Lord brought you out of this place. No leavened bread shall be eaten. On this day you are going out in the month of Avib, and it shall be when the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, that he swore to your fathers to give you a land flowing with milk and honey, that you shall keep this service in this month. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread, and on the seventh day there shall be a feast to the Lord. Unleavened bread shall be eaten seven days, and no leavened bread shall be seen among you, nor shall leaven be seen among you in all your quarters. And you shall tell your son in that day, saying, This is done because of what the Lord did for me when I came up from Egypt. Hear that tonight. This is done because of what the Lord did for me when I came up from Egypt. It shall be a sign to you on your hand and as a memorial between your eyes that the Lord's law may be in your mouth, for with a strong hand the Lord has brought you out of Egypt. How many are thankful tonight for the redemption of our King, for the salvation that he has granted us? The NLT, verse 9. This annual festival will be a visible sign to you, like a mark branded on your hand or your forehead. Let it remind you always to recite this teaching of the Lord. With a strong hand, the Lord rescued you from Egypt. The Living Bible, this annual memorial week, will brand you as his own unique people. Just as though he had branded his mark of ownership upon your hands or your forehead. And again, the New King James Version reads, It shall be as a sign to you on your hand and as a memorial between your eyes that the Lord's law may be in your mouth. Why the hand? And why between the eyes? Well, the obvious answer is that it would be clearly seen by others. There would be no mistaking whose we are. There would be no confusion as to whose we are, who our owner really is, who our master really is. Perhaps the not-so-obvious answer, that whenever we put our hands to something, we remember whose we are. That whenever we put our mind, set our mind to something, we remember whose we are that the owner's mark always be above our vision and the center of our vision. Why on the hand and why in between the eyes? I wonder if we wake up in the morning and we see his mark. Are we branded as we step in front of the mirror and we embark on our day, the day that the Lord has made? This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, I realize that this is your day. The day belongs to you and my life belongs to you. I see, I see the master's mark. I see the branding, Lord. Why the hand between the eyes? Listen to the New King James Version. It shall be as a sign to you on your hand and as a memorial between your eyes that the Lord's law may be in your mouth. This is more important than we might think. 
And let's not put a period where there is a comma. It shall be as a sign to you on your hand and as a memorial between your eyes that the Lord's law may be in your mouth. You see, it seems that if we are branded on the hand and branded between the eyes, the Lord's law will be in our mouth. When we look up that word law used here, it speaks of direction, instruction, body of prophetic teaching, legal directives, special law, codes of law, custom, and manner. I'd exhort us tonight that we never forget whose we are. Any parents in the house here tonight? We read what it says. You shall tell your son, you shall tell your daughter. This is done because of what the Lord has done for us. Let's not lose the law of the Lord. Let it not depart from our mouths that a generation be lost, that a generation be fed into confusion. Now, the interesting thing is that we have to keep up the branding. We ourselves as individuals have to keep up the branding. Exodus 13, 9 and 10, it shall be as a sign to you on your hand and as a memorial between your eyes that the Lord's law may be in your mouth. For with a strong hand the Lord has brought you out of Egypt. You shall therefore keep this ordinance in its season from year to year. The reality tonight is we are creatures of free will. We willingly serve the Lord. We lovingly serve the Lord. We have to choose to remain branded. What I believe the Lord is saying tonight, and it's backed up by the scriptures we are reading, that there are feasts that remind us whose we are. There are feasts that keep us branded. There are annual weeks or weekends that are extremely important in this house that keep us branded, that keep us marked. There are festivals that are vital. These ordinances of the Lord, you shall therefore keep this ordinance. What is an ordinance? It's a statute, a limit, an enactment, something prescribed, a decree, an order, a rule. A regulation. And what I'd like to announce to the church tonight, all of us here tonight, is that the ordinances of the Lord keep us branded. The ordinances of the Lord keep the mark on the hand. The ordinances of the Lord keep the mark between the eyes. The ordinances of the Lord remind us of whose we are. And the ordinances of the Lord so brand our lives that when we leave this place and we step outside of this place, there is no mistaking whose we are. Heaven forbid we relax and let go of the ordinances of the Lord. In a world, in a time when many are letting go of the ordinances of the Lord, we must get back to the basics. We must hold to the truth, not move the boundary lines. Ordinances like church attendance. That'll brand you. You know, it was unheard of that you be a Christian, state it so, 
and not go to church. But apparently now you can. Hmm. It was unheard of. Ordinance is like prayer. Ordinance is reading the word. That will keep us branded. That will keep us marked. Worship. Ordinance is like water baptism. The baptism of the Holy Spirit and so on. When we look, for instance, at an ordinance like water baptism, water baptism is a one-time thing. But every time we have a water baptism service and we attend, are we not reminded of the branding upon our lives? Are we not reminded of how we went through the waters and we were buried in a watery grave and how we rose to life with Christ? How our sins were washed away in the waters of baptism? These ordinances are important, and the truth is it's important to be here when these ordinances take place. Some of these specific ones like water baptism, and I know I'm preaching to the choir tonight because you're here on a Sunday night. It's so important that we encourage others to come, that the young see these ordinances taking place, that they understand that these are not options in the kingdom like buying a car and we choose whether we want water baptism and the baptism of the Holy Spirit and, and whether we really want worship like in spirit and in truth worship, the nine expressions of worship, Davidic worship. We're just going to choose what kind of prayer we want. Choose what kind of morality we want. Christianity is not like buying a car and picking and choosing what we want. Options cost, don't they? You ever bought a vehicle? Options cost. It's the same in the kingdom. It's worth the cost. I delight to do thy will, O Lord. I will not offer to the Lord that which costs me nothing. There are ordinances that must be kept if we hope to remain branded. You know, what happens if the people of God give up the ordinances of God? What happens when people relax on these ordinances, when they give them up? They soon forget whose they are. The mark begins to fade. You can't clearly make out whose they are any longer. And it may be that it gets to the point where the old branding marks begin to show. Like the text read, those of you born as outsiders to Israel were outcasts, branded the uncircumcised. What happens when a nation forgets who their master is? The principles and truths a nation was built on. What happens? Pretty soon the nation forgets God. 
forgets who they are. You can hardly even recognize a Christian nation because we've relaxed. We haven't kept up the branding. One of the reasons the Lord says things like this, and the Lord did say it, Hebrews 10.25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. The reason that he says things like this is to keep us branded, to keep us marked. The people know you're a Christian, you go to church. That's what this looks like. That's what this looks like. My son played soccer for one summer, last summer. I don't know if he'll play again. It takes a lot of time. But it's a great opportunity to minister to people. And right off the bat, I went to the coach, and this was a club team, and club is not like community. You know, you, you have to be there for the games, right? I just went to the coach, and I said, listen, he can try out, he makes a team but he's not playing when church is on. That's the rule. If you can't take him, this ain't the team for him, this ain't the sport for him, and we'll have that conversation on the ride home. The coach made concession, believe it or not. And when he would come to the next game, the coach still played him like he played any other player. He could say that's not fair, that's just a favor of the Lord. And uh, there's this other parent on the team, pastor. He's got his kid on the team. And Sunday morning rolls around, and there's games Sunday morning, two games in the morning, and this happens. You know, there's a lot of club games. Clive doesn't go to the games. He comes to church. There was a Sunday afternoon game, and I said, okay, we can go. It's not a conflicting with church, go play the game, come back to church. That's the pattern. And I remember one particular, one particular time that I, we showed up for the game, and it was actually a tournament, and walking out, and this other dad who lets his kids, so he preaches on Sunday mornings, but his kid's playing soccer. I don't know what he's teaching his kid. He's preaching on Sunday mornings. His kid's playing soccer. He shows up in the afternoon. I'll never forget it. That dad's there with his boy that just played all morning. And this other individual, when Clive came, he said, you're the good one. You're the good one. You're the one that loves the Lord. This person's not even saved. You're the one that goes to church. What a testimony, a little boy. And I simply say that to say this. I don't know what the Lord has in store for our kids. Some are called to sports. God has athletes in the world. But at a young age, I would say, we have to teach them the ordinances of God. We cannot let these ordinances slip. We cannot let them be done away with. We can't make them options. Because you know how it is. You miss once. It's easy to miss twice. 
You miss thrice. It's easy to miss four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and pretty soon it's an option. Church is an option. And then we try and reason, reason with ourselves and reason with the Lord, how we are still marked and branded, still serving Him with all we are. I just want to encourage us tonight, don't let go of the ordinances of God. They are so, so important. 2 Kings 17, 34-37, to this day they continue practicing the former rituals. They do not fear the Lord, nor do they follow their statutes or their ordinances or the law and commandment which the Lord had commanded the children of Jacob, whom he named Israel with whom the Lord had made a covenant and charged them, saying, You shall not fear other gods, nor bow down to them, nor serve them, nor sacrifice to them. But the Lord who brought you up from the land of Egypt with great power and outstretched arm, him you shall fear, him you shall worship, and to him you shall offer sacrifice. And the statutes, the ordinances, the law, and the commandment which he wrote for you, you shall be careful to observe forever. You shall not fear other gods. Be careful, full of care, not careless. Be careful, full of care. Ezekiel 11, 19 and 20, Then I will give them one heart, and I will put a new spirit within them, and take the stony heart out of their flesh and give them a heart of flesh, that they may walk in my statutes and keep my judgments and do them. And they shall be my people, and I will be their God. Ezekiel 44, 5 in the voice. Son of man, look closely and listen carefully. Pay attention to all that I'm about to tell you. I am going to lay out the rules and regulations, New King James Version ordinances for my temple. Take note of those things having to do with the entering of the temple and the exiting the sanctuary. 1 Corinthians 11, verse 2. Now I praise you, brethren, that you remember me in all things and keep the ordinances as I delivered them to you. Listen, the ordinances of God are life to us. The ordinances of God keep us branded. The ordinances of God keep one generation branded and the next generation branded and the next generation branded. That Christianity remains what Jesus Christ saw in his eyes for Christianity when he died on the cross. I wonder what he hoped it would look like as he hung on the cross. Psalm 119, verses 91 and 92. They continue this day according to your ordinances, for all are your servants. Unless your law had been my delight, I would have perished in my affliction. Is that not the truth? Unless the law, his law becomes our delight, we will perish in our affliction. I wonder if we could remind ourselves tonight, speak to self, self, the ordinance of God, the ordinances of God are life to you. Remind ourselves, the ordinances of God are life to you. They keep you branded. They keep you marked. Galatians 6, 17. I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. 
The message reads, I have far more important things to do. The serious living of this faith. I bear in my body scars from my service to Jesus. I know it says scars, but I wonder, do we bear in our bodies the marks, the scars, the branding from our service to Jesus? J.B. Phillips, New Testament, I carry on my scarred body the marks of my owner, the Lord Jesus. The Amplified, I bear on my body the brand marks of the Lord Jesus, the wounds, scars, and other outward evidence of persecutions. These testify to his ownership of me. What a powerful scripture. I bear on my body the brand marks of the Lord Jesus, the wounds, the scars, and other outward evidence of persecutions. These testify to his ownership of me. You see, branding is a testimony, and the branding testifies to his ownership of us. When the world sees the mark of our maker, when the world sees the mark of our Savior, our Redeemer, when the world knows that we go to church on Sundays and we go to Christ City Prayer on Tuesdays and we spend time in the Word each day and we pray and we don't listen to secular music and we spend time with brothers and sisters in Christ and we follow the ordinances of God and we teach our kids the right things and we don't allow smut in our homes. We don't allow those kind of shows on our TV. You see, these things mark us and brand us as different and they prove who our owner really is. I wonder who owns your TV tonight. Who owns the channels? Who owns the remote? What kind of things are we watching? Let's be honest. It breaks the heart of God when people sit down and watch what they should not be watching. I don't care what we call it. That breaks the heart of God. And for one moment, if you tell me, I would have Jesus sit right down here on the couch beside me and watch this show. Either you're deceived, lying, or you're a lunatic. That's the truth. But didn't you know he's already in the room? Jesus doesn't go away for the half-hour sitcom. I mean, he might exit the room, let's be honest, and just view you from a distance. This is very real. And the truth is, now more than ever, we have to be careful. Now more than ever, as the great day of the Lord approaches, we have to be careful, and we can't let go of the ordinances. We have to grab them and hold them tighter than we ever have before. And I feel to say this tonight. Can branding hurt? Sure it can but it's worth it. What an honor to carry his marks, to carry the marks of our owner, because he's testify of his ownership of us. These tell self who's the owner. These tell our children who owns the house. Please tell the world whose we are. The living Bible, I carry on my body the scars 
of the whippings and wounds from Jesus' enemies that mark me as his slave. Wow. How can scars be his branding? 2 Timothy 2.12, if we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. That's in the New Testament. So even the churches that are getting rid of the Old Testament, wow, your people are going to read that. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. Is this too an ordinance of the Lord that we must endure and that we must partake in Christ's sufferings? I wonder if it's an ordinance of the Lord. I wonder if it's a part of our walk with Christ. I wonder if it's a part of being a Christian. That we can't really be a Christian if we don't partake in the sufferings of Christ. Could it be? 1 Peter 4, verses 13 to 17. But rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. If you are reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are you, for the Spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. On their part he is blasphemed, but on your part he is glorified. The message of the cross has always been foolishness to those that are perishing. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or a thief, an evildoer, or as a busybody in other people's matters. Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this matter. For this time has come, the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. And if it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? Leonard Ravenhill said these words, In a certain sense, all men are strangers to one another. Even friends do not really know each other. To know a man, one must know all the influences of heredity and environment, as well as his countless moral choices that have fashioned him into what he is. Though we do not really know one another, tracing the course of a man's life sometimes offers rich reward, particularly when we see the great driving forces which have motivated him. For instance, how greatly your life and mine would be benefited if we could experience the same surge of Christ's life that moved Saul of Tarsus, later called Paul, and plumb even a little of the hidden depths of the meaning in his words, I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus, Galatians 6, 17. One thing is sure about these words, they were an acknowledgement of Christ's ownership. Paul belonged to the Lord Jesus, spirit, soul, and body. He was branded for Christ. When Paul claimed to bear in his body the wounds of the Lord, he was claiming no stigmata as did St. Francis of Assisi in 1224 AD. It is not a bodily identification by outward crucifixion. Paul had been crucified with Christ, Galatians 2.20. Branded by devotion to task. Branded by humility. Branded by suffering. So true. Branded by passion. Branded by love. He closes with these words. 
Millions will be branded for the Antichrist one day. Shall we shrink to bear in our spirits, our souls, and our bodies our owner's mark? The marks of Jesus. Branded means pain. Do we want that? Branded means carrying the slur of the servant. Will we choose to be branded for Christ? Branding can hurt. Branding can hurt. You can lose relationships because you're branded. Lose associations because you're branded. You might even lose an occupation because you're branded. You might lose a client because you're branded. You might lose family because you're branded. That's okay. You see, the ordinances of the Lord keep us branded. And the branding of the Lord keeps the Lord's law in our mouth. The confession, the profession, and the prophetic utterance. And the truth is, our determination to wholeheartedly observe and follow the true ordinances of the Lord can leave us with scars. The scars of the whippings and wounds from Jesus' enemies. We can have the worship team return tonight. John 15, verses 18 to 25. Man, I'm fired up. Come on, you're a soldier of Christ. You can sign up for Easy Street. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. You are not greater than Jesus. I am not greater than Jesus, none of us. The servant is not greater than the master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. But all these things they will do to you for my name's sake, because they do not know him who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would have no sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. He who hates me hates my father also. If I had not done among them the works which no one else did, they would have no sin. But now they have seen and also hated both me and my father. But this happened, that the word might be fulfilled, which is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. You see, the scars we carry are to this day fulfilling that which is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. I want to exhort us all tonight, don't fall in love with the world. Don't fall in love with the world loving you. We are not of the world. Let the world love its own. Don't let go of the ordinances of the Lord. They keep us branded. Don't let go of the sufferings of Christ. They keep us branded. And this branding, this testimony, that's what it is. This branding is a testimony. The branding testifies to his ownership of us. I say let's be proud of the marks, proud of the scars, 
proud of the wounds, proud of the branding that he's put upon our life and that has come upon our life as we serve the gospel. And we declare that we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God and salvation. Proud of these marks, proud of these scars, proud of the ordinances of God that we have not let go of. I'm proud that I still go to church on a Sunday night. I'm proud that there's a congregation that gathers on a Sunday night. I'm proud that we have prayer service in the middle of the week. I'm proud that our kids are being gathered to the house of the Lord. I don't know if you're proud of these things. I'm proud that my house doesn't play rated R movies. I'm proud that we don't listen to a bunch of secular nonsense. I'm proud. If you want to wound me for that, if you want to scar me for that and brand me for that, I willingly take it. Thank you, God. Thank you that in some way I can partake in the sufferings of Christ. The reality is many of us here will never partake in the sufferings of Christ like the Apostle Paul did. Especially living on this side of the planet. We won't experience that. Can we not make the small decisions? Allow the entertainments to die to Christ. Martyred for Christ. These things that are not as they should be. The Lord is saying now is the time. The text said the judgment will start at the house of the Lord. How dare we point a finger when the Lord is still still working in us and all of us. There are still things that need to be set right. Marcus is your own Lord. Brand us with your name. The marks, the scars, the wounds, and the branding. Choose this over the marks and the branding of the world. See, according to the Lord, there are only two options. No one remains unbranded. We are either branded with the marks of the Lord, the marks of our service to Him and for Him, or we are branded with the marks of the world. I have been crucified with Christ Nevertheless, I live. How are you going to live this life you now live? Are you going to live it by faith in the Son of God who loved you and gave himself for you? On the hands, Lord, and the feet. And between the eyes and on my heart, spirit, soul, and body branded, flesh that knows whose it is, flesh that knows whose it is, flesh that knows. If we get the mark on our hand, it's going to change things. When we reach out to do something that we should not do, 
we remember that this hand belongs to Jesus. When the enemy comes to attack our minds and we get in front of the mirror and we see the mark, the branding, we know whose we are. He's got us. And never leave us nor forsake us. The heart is it would beat after things in this life, beat after things in this world, desire things. Branded, a heart that knows who owns this heart. Feet that where we walk, every circumstance, every environment, they're branded. Branded, branded. On the hands, Lord, and on the feet, and between the eyes, and on my heart, branded spirit, soul, and body. Spirit, soul, and body. That's the great reversal. What does the world say? Body, soul, spirit. world's always got the flesh out front. And it's got the mind, will, and emotions, and the spirit's last. What is the Lord saying? Get the spirit out front. Get the spirit out front. Spirit, soul, body. Put the flesh last. Listen, you put the flesh last, you'll make it to church. You put the mind, will, and emotions second, and the spirit first, you'll make it to church. You put the spirit first, you'll read the word. Put the spirit first, you'll pray. Put the spirit first, you'll tithe. Put the spirit first, you'll serve. Put the spirit first, you'll be ready in season and out of season. Put the Spirit first. Get a holy anointing upon our lives. Put the Spirit first. You'll live a branded life. You'll live a marked life. And everybody will know whose you are. Everybody will know. Sometimes we do need to tell people whose we are. We understand that. But believe it or not, we are a written epistle. People are reading us all day long. And people are reading and watching and marking how easily we let go of things that the Lord would never have us let go of. Let's stand tonight. Would you just make a commitment tonight? Would you ask, Lord, just in the stillness of this place, in this moment. Come and brand me, Lord. Come and brand me, oh God. My hands, in between my eyes, Lord. Lord, that we get branded with the maker's mark above our thought life, the maker's mark above our vision, the center of our vision in this life. Just ask the Lord to come and brand you tonight. Brand my feet, Lord. Brand my hands as I work for you, God. We know that we serve the Lord Jesus. We don't just serve earthly masters. Lord, brand my hands so that when I put my hand to the task, God, I work as one. You'd be proud of, God. 
me to remember who I'm really working for. Brand me, Lord. Brand me, Lord. If you're bold enough to pray it tonight, Lord, I'd be honored to partake in your sufferings. I'd be honored to partake in the sufferings of my Lord and Savior, however you see fit. Whatever you need, God. Whatever the kingdom needs to advance. Brandis and Marcus. The scars. And God, let us rejoice in these sufferings. These light afflictions and these scars that we bear. One day when we see you face to face, you'll show us your scars. And you'll look on ours with tears in your eyes. Say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Come and brand us, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.